Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week we are talking about PlayStation Plus and all the confusing stuff that's happening over there. Yeah, it's uh, there's a lot of new details. There's a lot of confusing details. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but that's later. We also have some news. But first, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, so this week I feel like not a ton. I feel like I've just been doing the kind of the, the, the I've been playing more Tunic. Um, that game is in like increasingly incredible as I continue along uh, along it. Uh, just whenever I thought I was like approaching. Like, I was like, all right, well, like, I feel like I'm about, like, not that you're at the end game, but you're about to enter, like, the last, like, the end game, right? Um, and I, then it, like, took this, like, it took a twist. And I was like, there, no, I'm not at the end game. Maybe that was just the mid game. And, uh, but anyway, it's a fantastic game. I, 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 it's so, so mind twisty in that it's like, it's, it's trying to, it's trying to essentially be like a uh, Zelda like, but then like you are, it's kind of meta in that you're building this manual and you're like trying to piece together that part of it. And there's like, okay, so what is the story that's going on here? And so, but your character doesn't speak the language. So it's like the, you know, the character's talking to you, you can't really understand them and you're just piecing together like bits and pieces. So some things that you think were, were one way are actually a completely different way. And it's like, maybe that's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a, uh, it's very fun to, uh, to try to piece together what's going on in that world. And uh, I've been enjoying that game still. Um, another thing that I did, Chris, and this is for anybody who has uh, played a short hike, um, the vinyl for a short hike. There's a like a, a vinyl repressing that occurred this week, and I think there's still still copies available. But there's like a at what, Ford, is a, what is a short hike? I don't think uh, I've played that. Oh my goodness, it's one of it's one of my favorite games. Um, but uh, I talked about it like two years ago or so. Yeah, I don't um, I don't remember this at all. So it is a uh, basically you are a a bird character and you are. You arrive at an island, and it's like, oh, yeah, you're going to be here for, for a week or so, you know, and then you decide, like, hey, is there a cell phone signal? Because I'm, I'm waiting on an important call, and your character uh, is trying to find cell phone signal, climb to the top of a mountain to find cell phone signal. But the, the whole thing is, like, it, there's just uh, – you explore, you meet people, you, there's a bunch of different quests to do. The cool thing about the gameplay of it is that it feels – it's the most Breath of the Wild feeling game hmm. I've had, like, aside from Breath of the Wild. And that there's, but, but there's no combat. But, like, the climbing system, the, um, like, so how you're able to climb this mountain is, is basically the same where you have, like, stamina and it, like, chips away over time and you can upgrade it and, and do side quests to, like, upgrade your, your stamina and stuff. Um, it's just a ridiculously charming and fun and relaxing adventure. Um, the soundtrack uh, by Mark Sparling is really good. Um, it is. It feels very chill. Like I, I listen to that soundtrack outside of the game uh, constantly. What, is it, what platform is this on? Um, it's on everything. Uh, you can oh, find okay. it on PlayStation. I played it on Switch originally. I, I've played it on PlayStation Five now, um, and it's on Xbox as well. So, and I think I, I think I bought it on Xbox too. But it's only like seven bucks. I think it's like eight, seven or eight dollars, like just normal price. Um, 
And so, or 10 bucks normal price. And then whoever goes on sale goes on sale for like seven bucks. So like, it's really not expensive and it is definitely a short hike in that like you can kind of do everything in it in, uh, you know, in a few hours and it is just a fantastic relaxing experience. Um, whenever I first played it, it was basically like, Hey, we, we, we were uh, visiting, um, some family and it was like, Hey, I'm just going to play this like and I played it over a weekend, basically every night I would play for a couple hours. And then like, so I think I played it, you know, in the matter of like six hours or something like that over the weekend. So super blast, like super fun. Um, and, uh, the soundtrack is fantastic. And I've been waiting, I've been wanting because by the time I found out about the game, it had already been out on steam and the soundtrack had already been released on vinyl and had like gone out of print or whatever. And so I've been like waiting to see if it'll come back into print. Finally, this week comes back into print. One thousand nice. copies um, spread over four different retailers and four different um, colorways, and uh, and so I picked picked that one up. I'm I'm very excited about it, uh, and it's uh, awesome. finally adding that one to the old collection. But it's, everyone should play that game. It is super fun, and the like I said, the cost of entry very low, and it doesn't take very much time to complete. It's it's uh it is. Like I said, it's one of my top like ten games. That's <laughs> it's awesome. so good. Um, but that's what I've been up to this week, and uh, that's about all I've been up to this week. What have you been up to this week, Chris? Yeah, so um, I uh, the, really the only thing that I've been up to. I'm trying to find the name of this game that I've been playing. Why can't I? Oh man. Um, so on Switch, I've been playing a SpongeBob game. Um, is it Battle for a Bikini Bottom? It is not. Ah. It's one where you, it's, this is, I'm trying to find it. It's one where you make, you're basically like, it's kind of like uh, Overcooked, but with Spongebob. So, you know, I'm trying to, over Overcooked, but with Spongebob. That sounds fantastic. Uh, Krusty Cook-Off. <laughs> yes. Is re- is, and, uh, it was released last year. Um, it was previously an Android and iOS exclusive. It came to Nintendo Switch with uh, new additional features, but for a hefty price, but it was actually on sale. John, it, nice. I don't know what the price normally is. Um, let me see if it actually says in this article that I'm reading. Uh, it's normally $30. I think I paid 7 for it. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's basically like it, there's not as much running around as there is in, uh, in Overcooked, you know, where you have these characters that are running around. But it's more like it's like a first person kind of deal where you're, you either play as, uh, you know, SpongeBob, Sandy, Patrick, and... Uh, you you start off you're actually you actually start off the game the story making flapjacks. Um, Interesting, not and, uh, Krabby Patties. No, because you've been fired once again from Krusty Krab. <laughs> oh no! And uh, or or at least told not to come back for a while because uh, somehow Mr. Krabs got mad at you. But uh, along after doing such a great job with the flapjacks, he asks you to come back because the Krusty Krab is in dire straits. And uh, you come back and you start making Krabby Patties again, and then there are there are other other kitchens to to move on to. It's it's actually really fun. Like I uh, is the final boss Neptune. Like like I, like, I, I haven't finished it. I don't okay, know. Okay, okay. I have no idea. I kind of there hope aren't the, really bosses. Like okay. The thing is that it's the the it's kind of the same kind of deal with Overcooked, where like people show up with different orders and you have to f- fulfill them. And so you'll you know for example with the Krusty Krab, you start off and really all you can make is just straight up. Uh, Krabby Patties with nothing on them. It's just buns and burgers, hmm. and you don't have. You only have like two, uh, two grills to grill two burgers at a time. And eventually, you can upgrade with people's like with the tips that you make. You can upgrade your, um, 
uh, stove, the, 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 you can make four Krabby Patties at a time. You can uh, fill up four drinks at a time. You have to buy your place sets and that kind of thing. And you can also like upgrade. You can, it's a kind of a cool, like you have money that you can use to buy out upgrades, buy upgrades with, but you can either spend your upgrades on higher capacity or higher prices. And so you're, it's, it's kind of this balancing act between like, okay, well, I'm not really bringing enough money at a high enough rate to keep up with uh, the, the upgrades that I need to make because now I'm getting into where I'm not able to fulfill everyone's demands and that type of thing. So it's, it's very interesting. You can also go back to previous, like at one point I needed more money, so I went back to the flapjack stand because I, I had maxed out the prices I could charge there and I had like full uh, capabilities over there. And so you can just go back there and, and infinity play basically and just kind of farm some money. It was interesting. interesting. I know, I know. It was really interesting. And it's only on iOS, Android, Microsoft Windows, and Nintendo Switch. Like, it's not on, like, Xbox or... Like, that's super interesting. Yeah. So is it an Apple Arcade game, or is it it just, like... Is it, like, a standalone Uh, game on iOS? I I have no idea. I don't... I haven't haven't even looked at it on... on It would probably be really fun on iOS, because, like, a lot of the things I'm sure you can just tap on. Yeah. Um, Whereas, like, the, the way that you do it on the Switch is with different buttons on the uh, and so it, it is kind of like hard for my brain to remember like which buttons are which things you know sometimes um especially because i'm i don't i play the majority of my time spend the majority of my time on the xbox and so like the a button and b yeah, button are swapped. flipped and then yeah. a uh, x button and y button are flipped and so like it's it's kind of like mental gymnastics for me to remember what i'm supposed to be pressing actually um and sometimes i get it wrong and screw myself up but uh yeah dude it's uh it's a really fun game i really like it that's that's really the i don't know why but that's uh that's been the thing okay so i also see there was a nintendo ds title oh of spongebob versus the big one beach party cook-off and i'm wondering oh. if <laughs> if it's a similar i don't know now. i have no idea like if there's like yeah okay cooking minigames similar to cooking mama okay so it's not yeah okay Restaurant manager, a player oversees staff of Plankton's as they work to fill the orders of the day. Occasionally, the player will be asked to help Plankton complete a task by playing a minigame, blah, blah, So similar, not that the same, though, because um, you're not, like, taking orders and stuff like that. Interesting, dude. That's super cool. I, uh, I'll have to check it out on, uh, on, on the old Switch. Um, it's funny. The, the buttons on, on the Switch, the best solution for, like, like those types of button prompts that I've seen is to uh, essentially put, put all four face buttons and highlight one of them. Right. Like, so then that like translates to all of the platforms mm. and doesn't break my brain as much. So like, you'll have like uh, four outlines of, of buttons and then one of them will be filled in solid. And like, that's uh, the one you should press or whatever. Yeah, like, so yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen that like as a, uh, as more, I guess like as an, more commonly these days um and that one does not break my brain <laughs> i don't i don't yeah. press the wrong button every time it says a or b <laughs> it's 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 hard i don't you know it, it's even worse like playstation is a little bit better but like the fact that they also have an x button annoys yeah. the heck out of me i'm like yeah. come on yeah um, that's, the, that's I, the one that gets me every time yep same um and the uh it's funny because i have to think about like i it, it goes through the filter of like what platform am i playing on because <laughs> Like, because obviously, like Nintendo, the way those buttons are laid out, like I, I was the original. Um, but 
I like played the majority of our of our gaming like you know on controllers with A B X Y buttons on a Dreamcast, <laughs> like, and yep. so that's the same layout, the exact same layout as the Xbox. Yep. And so right, like you mean that's, the right layout. Yeah, that's the layout that I think of as like the default. Whereas like I know that that's not the original. I know that that's the like that's the wrong layout for like people who started on a Nintendo platform, but it's the right layout in my mind. <laughs> Totally. Um, and it's like Sega, <laughs> you're just you're just ripping off <laughs> Nintendo, but rearranging the buttons. It's very funny. Um, that's what I went up to, John. We uh, we're going to talk about PlayStation in a bit, but first we have some news. <laughs> all right, first news, and I, I, these will all just kind of like breeze through some of this stuff uh, because I feel like it's just like. You know, n- not necessarily like doesn't need a huge explanation, but Modern it's not Warfare heavy Two news, Chris. It's like this is like the the light news, like oh, this is the appetizer type of news, you know. Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two has been announced with a logo. Um, after teasing an announcement late late last week, this is from IGN, uh, written by Logan Plant. Uh, Infinity Ward has revealed the first logo for Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Modern Warfare Two is a sequel to 2019's Modern Warfare Reboot rather than a remake of 2009's original Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Besides the new logo, no new details about the game were revealed. So I guess like that's that's where I que- like I come in, Chris, where I'm like, mm. okay, uh, Modern Warfare 1, like whenever we did Modern Warfare, like that was a completely different kind of campaign and game than original Modern Warfare 1, right? Are we talking about back in the day? Yeah, so like there's a back in the day one, but then they rebooted it like recently, most recently. Um, yeah, w- and like that one was just a completely different game. Yes, with the same same characters. Uh, generally, no, yeah, kind of. Like, I mean, imagine it's it's kind of like a different versions of Batman. You know, like the, yeah. there's this, you know, like this version of Batman and version of the penguin is, yeah. uh, you know, like different than the other version of Batman and version. And that's exactly what it is. Like the price cool. is still in there. Like, I mean, but then they're alluding to other, other people like ghosts. Yeah. Here's the thing that John, the first modern warfare trilogy. Great. I mean, we've talked about that multiple times, like this, the most recent modern warfare game, like was, is literally one of the best first-person shooters I've ever played. Oh, like, well, so the, that's the thing is I, I need to play it. And, uh, yeah, dude. I guess there's a timeline now because like now I have to play it before this game comes out. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't skip it and play the next one. <laughs> um, Jump into two. And, and this is the thing that I actually like about it. In in a, for some reason, let's just call it out. Infinity Ward has told better stories with their, uh, their franchises than i think the other call of duty studios more consistently yes yes um, and more like and more like easy to easier to follow i guess i just like the i think some of the some people prefer like the black and i think the first black ops was great yeah so i like, say black ops one is like in my mind like because i i blur a lot of the uh modern warfare one and modern warfare two together modern warfare three feels like a completely different game because it basically is um because it was like the development team left and like it was a whole new like that was whenever that was whenever zampella left and and started respawn so right um uh because of activision like and their some of their nonsense that was going on at the time um and still going on but the uh but like they just different nonsense yeah just different nonsense (laughs) 
nonsense. Um, but yeah, uh, like so, th- I would say yes, you're right. Because like even after that, like after that team left and Modern Warfare Three was like good, not like it was it was it was really good, but maybe not to the highs of the first two. Um, it's still like they got back to a consistent place with uh, with some of the games that they had like later on. Um, so, because didn't they do Infinite Warfare and people loved the campaign in Infinite Warfare? Yeah, Infinite Warfare was great. Um, yeah. And then, um, and I will say, like uh, they didn't, in, Infinity War didn't do this, but Vanguard was was great. Like so, yeah. like the last, except for I, again, I didn't like the last Black Ops that much. This is the thing I have, the problem I have with Black Ops, and I didn't yeah. need to go off on this tangent as much as we have. But that's all fine. Uh, Black Ops just jumps through time so much; it's hard it for me to actually follow a coherent story yeah. um, because they ha- I feel like it has more characters across more time. And like, it's hard for me to like decipher what actually is going on. Yeah. And- I, I feel like they pull, they pull to like to the ridiculous extreme of like one, one of my, the most annoying things um, in kind of modern storytelling these days is like it's all connected like where they pull that nonsense about like uh you are the great great grandchild of mason from the first game you know and and you're like why why do i have why why does that character have to be the great like why do they have to be connected in any way to this other (laughs) this other thing it's like you could you know don't tie yourself to these other characters in some ridiculous fashion just because you want it to be tied to the other game somehow i don't know right so like yeah it, after the first game in the black ops franchise it just got kind of um f- frustratingly obtuse <laughs> yeah but dude um modern anyway warfare so uh, modern warfare 2 is coming it's gonna be the great logo looks looks cool looks basically the same I'm, but in bold. i'm uh i'm pumped for it um i'm just seeing this apparently there are uh uh, on May 1st, Lego was releasing a series of Muppet minifigures dep- depicting uh, Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, Fozzie Bear, Rolf the Dog, Gonzo the Great, Animal, Janice, F- Swedish Chef, Dr. Bunsen Honeydew, Beaker, Statler, and Waldorf. Dude. 12 I, minifigures. In, in, in Muppet, hey, what have you been up to this week? I also uh, pre-ordered <laughs> a Muppet vinyl, Muppet movie. Oh, the, wow. The first, first Muppet movie vinyl. Where was that at? I I don't know. I don't remember. I think it was I am eight bit or something like that. It might no, still be should, available. You should send that over. Okay, I'll I'll send it over. Cause like the uh the first two tracks, I was like, okay, well, what tracks are on here? Cause like, you know, there's some there's some really good tracks in that movie, and they better be on there. And the first two tracks were like, uh, it was Rainbow Connection and then Moving mm. Right Along, which are like mm. my you know the 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 two like iconic two. jams for yeah. me. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, so I'll, send, I'll send, send that over. Send that over. Um. Cool, 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 cool. I'm trying to find the other uh, the other news. I feel like there was another news. Oh, it was uh, the Xbox Game Showcase uh, with Bethesda has been announced. Let me yes. uh, let me pull that up. Don't you mean the E3? No, no, because there's no E3 anymore, John. Oh, that's right. That's uh, right. Has, has died a gruesome death. This is just conspicuously in exactly the same week that E3 would have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which I mean, hey, I'm fine with it. Keep keep the uh, the good times rolling. This is uh, yeah. from the Xbox Wire. Um, the, uh, the last thing on the Xbox Wire was literally the announcement for well, the uh, last thing in this category for events was last year's uh, showcase. But this is uh, by Will Tuttle, the Xbox Wire editor in chief. Today, we are excited to announce that the Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase will stream on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. 
This show will feature amazing titles coming from Xbox Game Studios, Bethesda, and our partners around the world. The Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase will include everything you need to know about the diverse lineup of games coming soon to the Xbox ecosystem, including upcoming releases to Game Pass on Xbox and PC. The Xbox and Bethesda Games Showcase will be streamed on a variety of outlets in over 30 languages. You can choose where you want to tune in from on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, or TikTok. We'll see you on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. Pacific time. I'm uh, very excited for this, John. Me too, man. I especially, man, it's like, I just, I, I want, I want the big conference, Chris. <laughs> I just want someone to do a big conference. I know. Um, that's, and that's all I want. You know, this will be exciting. Um, yeah, I'm very pumped, dude. The last piece of news that I just remembered that we didn't talk about, there's going to be a The Batman 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was announced, uh, which is great. Um, I just watched The Batman again last night. Dude, it's such a good one. I know. Such a such a great movie. The, uh, and the I'm more excited. I, the more I puzzle that movie in my head, the more I'm like, I, the more I, I enjoy what's going on there, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. There's. I mean, it's just such a unique take on uh, on the like the film version of Batman. Yeah. Um, that we haven't seen before. So I don't want to keep Chris, on it because we we keep doing it. Court a court of owls. When when? I feel like this I, this this Batman is primed for court of owls. I know. Well, I mean, there were very like court of owl esque kind of things that happened in this movie, and so uh, I the feel like the only thing that I have I've heard where I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. It's like the court of owls. That's that series in the comics. It took place whenever like Bruce was pretty like set up as Batman. Like he, you right. know, he, he had the bat fam. Um, and he was like, basically like, I, I know this city inside and out. And then like right. the court of Alice comes along and like pulls, pulls all of that, uh, the, that rug out from under him. Yeah. And, I mean, th- this is what I think is going to so, happen, John. I mean, I, they, they definitely two One or two things can happen with, with uh, spoilers for the Batman. Kind of, uh, they set up Joker as a villain, and like they could do. Actually, I think they could do three things. One, they could never do anything with him at all, um, and he just is kind of like in Arkham the entire time. Two, they could go the route like the next movie could focus on the Joker since he's the only other villain they really, other than Hush, they kind of like alluded to Hush a little bit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. The he's the that the Joker is the only villain that um, uh, that they really leaned into. The thing that makes me think they're not going to is because that kind of just copies the the format of Nolan's um, series. Yeah. The second movie is is the Joker, Joker. movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the third option is they le- they wait and do the Joker in the, in the finale of the of the trilogy if they do a trilogy. Um, so like I, but what I what I honestly like just from a fan's perspective, I think I kind of hope that. They either take the first or second options. They either don't ever deal with the Joker at all, or they um, they deal with him in the next movie, and then the third movie is Court of Owls. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's the thing. Like, I I I really want to see the Court of Owls happen, and I love the the Pattinson like Batman feels like the right Batman to do it, and it feels like Matt Reeves has like the right uh, directorial sense to do it like that you know all of that whole team feel like the cinematographer like everything feels like that would be the right call 
for the Court of Owls. And so, you know, I mean, there's going to be obviously like tons of Batman movies, like regardless, like that. that if, if one thing is sure in life, Chris, it's that there's always going to be another Batman movie. Um, but like, eh, I... I just worry that like, hey, if, you know, if it doesn't get a third one with this creative team, do we miss the chance? Like, I don't know. So I, I, uh, cause I really want to see a Court of Owls movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do too. Uh, anyway, uh, that's that Chris. I, I, you know, I'm excited for this thing. Uh, who knows when it'll come out? Like it'll probably come out in, in two or three years. <laughs> uh, was that all the news we have? I think that is all the news we have. All right, John, so um, you're going to have to probably run down a lot of this because I think you were kind of organizing it, but um, there's a, there's some hubbub going on with uh, PlayStation Plus right now. Loads of hubbub. Um, so, so first of all, we talked about the different tiers a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not going to, like, run down, like, all of the details about all the different tiers of PS Plus now. Suffice it to say, if you have a PS Plus membership right now, and then then your that membership will transfer over to be the same it's like if it's unchanged but if you have a ps plus membership and a ps now membership which has been their subscription kind of game pass-esque service um for a while like they revamped it like at about a year or a year and a half after game pass kind of came out and you know started uh dominating all of the uh the market and the headspace of all the gamers being like, oh, Game Pass is great. Um, they revamped in PS Now to include like, hey, downloads. You can download most, you know, a lot of games off of there and stuff. So anyway, that service is now going away and combining with PS Plus to become the different tiers of PS Plus, so like PS Plus Premium and PS Plus uh, for what's the, there's another one. Anyway, there's like three tiers of it. And uh, so there's a lot of things that have happened like over the last week that have kind of come out and, and, and been confusing and both uh, somewhat like annoying. So the first thing that I'll go into is Sony has reportedly stopped PlayStation Plus users from stacking their memberships. So this is from IGN and Robert Anderson wrote the article. Uh, Sony has seemingly disabled the ability to redeem PlayStation Plus codes from third-party retailers or via the PlayStation Store. Some users have tried to extend or stack their PS Plus membership after the news broke that those simultaneous PS Plus and PS Now subscriptions will get upgraded to the PS Plus Premium in June, with the length of the new subscription being equal to their longest current memberships. The reason people are trying to stack this is because it's less expensive to purchase a PS Now subscription and a PS Plus subscription than it will be for a PS Plus Premium subscription so the price is essentially of the same product is going up in june and so people are stacking them to try to lock in this new price uh so back to the article but after purchasing a ps plus code users then reported the codes being rejected after an attempted redemption this is now a widespread issue with some evidence that sony uh support will also not accept the codes uh, examples of this can be found on Reset Era forums, uh, with one user being told, quote, on this, uh, on this case right now, you will be unable to add those codes to the account since we've disabled the option to redeem PS Plus codes, end quote. IGN was also contacted by a user who reported the exact same line being given to them by support. Uh, stacking membership is where a user can use prepaid codes and redeem an extension to their current membership. 
Uh, for example, a tw with 12 months left on a PS Plus, could previously buy another 12 months, stacking a membership up to two years, even before the subscription expires. This is typically common practice when PS Plus codes are discounted during sale events, um, which is how I've gotten Game Pass the last, like, two, three years at this point, is basically wait until Black Friday and then all of those codes go on sale at Target or whatever, and then you just buy a bunch of them until you, you stack them for a full year. Um, and back to the article. It is now believed that some, by some in the PlayStation community, that Sony has blocked this to prevent users from taking further advantage of making savings on the revamped PlayStation Plus service. Sony has offered no official word, so IGN has reached out for comment. Um, so there's that, Chris. They're closing down. Like, you can't extend your subscriptions at all. That seems uh, crazy. Especially considering, like, they've allowed you to, like, buy prepaid codes on sale before. Well, like, this is the thing. What are you, yeah, what are you supposed to do? Just wait until... June? Wait until it expires and then, <sighs> and then put it in? Good question, because, like, if you have, like, a physical card from a retailer... And you can't actually redeem that card. Like, when will you, you yeah, be able to saying, redeem it? Are we saying we can't redeem it at all, or you can only redeem it whenever your subscription has run out? Well, nobody's subscriptions have expired, so yet, so we don't know. <laughs> Ugh, super weird, dude. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like how messy I, it is. I do remember, like, uh, it was earlier this year. Uh, PlayStation started pulling all of their uh, prepaid prepaid PlayStation Now cards from like GameStop and game retailers. Um, and like at the time, they were like, "Oh no, we're we're not doing anything. We're just you know pulling these back in." And uh, yeah, and so now it turns out like that was why they didn't want these cards just kind of floating out there for people to stack up because the price was going to go up. Okay, so like part, one of the issues is the cards and stacking, but the other issue is the prices. <laughs> yeah, and like it, the like what you're getting for those prices. What you're getting for those prices, Chris. Going on to the next story. This one is from uh, Video Games Chronicle, uh, written by Chris Scullion. Nearly 60 games are set to leave the PlayStation Now service next month before it becomes part of Sony's revamped PlayStation Plus scheme. PS Now, which is a subscription service that uh, gives players access to a variety of PS2, PS3, and PS4 games, will be closing down in the summer and replaced with a new tiered PS Plus system, which incorporates the features of PS Now in its higher tiers. However, it has been uh, been noted, so they say this this Reddit user, but I, I, other people have have noted it as well. Uh, Reddit user Cobra underscore Bite <laughs> has noted. <laughs> usernames, uh, has noted that the number of games currently available on PlayStation now either currently show expiration dates in May or are sporadically showing them on and off. That implies that unless they're renewed, at least 56 games currently on the PS Now service will not be available on the PS Plus uh, revamped system. Um, so you can find the complete list elsewhere, but basically... All of the Sonic games, it's a bunch of Sega games. So any Sonic game that's on PS Now is not going to be on the, the new service. And any Konami game, it looks like. Uh, so any Metal Gear game, um, which surprises me. And any uh, like Persona and that sort of thing. Like all there's a lot, like there's a lot that's not gonna be on there. And games that have been most closely tied to PlayStation platforms in the past, like Metal Gear and uh, Persona 
are just not going to be on this service anymore. Um, so essentially you're paying more and you're getting at least 56 less, like fewer games. <laughs> Weird dude. Like they're not replacing it with something else. Uh, no, the numbers are, are quite, quite clearly different. And somebody had noted that whenever they originally talked about these, uh, these games, there's a couple people that had noticed like that number is lower than the number of games that is available on PS now today. Um, like the 700 plus games or whatever. It's like, that's a little bit lower than what is available on, you know, the current service. And so here we are, you know, we're going to lose, lose, you know, drop off at least these 56 games before that time. And I, so I, I, I'm always curious about why, or it's like, okay, a whole, like two whole publishers that have had like really close ties to Sony in the past are just like leaving the service seemingly to renegotiate or because they're unhappy with the current deal. I don't know. Yeah, dude. Uh, how did you, I don't know, man. <laughs> Like, this is the kind of thing where, like, as a consumer, I just like, well, I'm just going to keep what I have until this whole thing, like, figures itself out. You Settles. know what I mean? It works the as, dust works has to settle out. on this yeah, thing definitely. first. Yeah, basically. Um, going into people like devs and uh, and publishers being somewhat unhappy with the deal, um, we have some other odd news. So if you remember back when we went through the tiered list, one of the tiers for PlayStation Plus included game demos and it was just like this vague like oh game demos so what i assumed was that like okay sony published games like god of war like horizon uh forbidden west like the new ones will get like hey you can play two hours of it um or a few hours of it like it'll have some sort of a game demo with it um with the sony published games but via kotaku and ethan gash uh, an article is called Sony is requiring some game devs to provide free trials to PS plus subscribers, a new two hour trial, uh, game trial mandate for developers on PlayStation could have big consequences when Sony combines PlayStation plus and PlayStation now in June, it's new most expensive tier will be $18 a month and include time limited game trials. Most games don't currently have such demos. To fix that, moving forward, Game Developer now reports Sony will require developers of games at the wholesale cost of over $34 to release free demos for subscribers to try. So far, the new policy appears to only have been communicated through Sony's uh, developer portal rather than an official announcement to third-party partners. Kotaku's own sources have confirmed. Uh, the game trials would have to be two hours long, released within the first three months of the game coming out, and be available for at least a year. Developers can still propose alternative demo formats on a case-by-case -case basis, and the new rule won't apply to VR games. Sony did not respond to, uh, to a request for comment. The limited time game trials are one of the main perks for Sony's new PlayStation Plus premium tier launching June 13th in the U.S. It would mean subscribers could play the first two hours of games like Forspoken, Gotham Knight, and the new Saints Row at no extra cost. Other upcoming perks uh, include access to classic collection of classic games uh, on PS1, PS2, and PSP, as well as cloud streaming. Um, combined, Sony is hoping to convince enough players to pay up to $18 a month. So then also, on that note, there was an update from... Let me see. From the 
author of that article uh, it says in a tweet, like they tweeted out the article and they said, a source tells me PlayStation Store team, the PlayStation Store team will create the two-hour timed trials for developers, so it shouldn't be extra work for the developers. Though I've heard concerns from others about Sony monetizing a perk and not sharing that revenue with studios. So Chris... Two-hour two hour game trials, not just of PlayStation uh, published games, like I assumed. This is for all games over the $34 price point. It's crazy. I, like, I think it's crazy that PlayStation is like, uh, well, we promised this. Um, we realized it's dumb of us to have done that without talking to the teams. So we're going ha- gonna to do it for you. Like, that's wild. Yeah, and... The fact that like the PlayStation Store team is going to be putting together these demos, that's like how, in what way, and in many cases, like they're the first have to get the code from the developers. Yeah, and then then alter it like to where it has a two-hour time limit. It's like, are you downloading the full game with a two-hour time clock on it? It's like a lot of games don't like play like you haven't even gotten into the full game after two hours. Like I was kind of worried about that with even PlayStation. Um, like so the most recent horizon forbidden dawn or uh, horizon forbidden west it takes a minute to get into that game <laughs> like it takes like a, a good like hour to before you're kind of like into the open world and feel like feeling your way you know oh this is what the game actually feels like so like even just 2 hours for for some really large games might not be enough to really get a taste of it. And so it could actually work against the sales of certain games because most developers aren't thinking like, man, you know, the first two hours of this have to grab you because demo. It's very strange, man. Very strange. It is. Um, I mean, it's it's uh, PlayStation. And, like, we don't really have insight into what's going on with PlayStation right now. But, like, I do know that I think uh, – Microsoft had a really good um, uh, month or quarter. I think I saw like earlier this week. I should have pulled that article, but yeah, um, their sales have been really off, like off the charts. They they had the best selling console in the first quarter of this year, which um, is more available. Like I can't freaking find still a PlayStation Five console. Right, which annoys me. And I think that's um, the biggest thing is that they're able, like their supply chain uh, was able to to put out more consoles. Yeah, just. Um, but PlayStation has, I mean. Again, not dogging on PlayStation, but like oh. they uh, they have a lot they have a they have a bit long way to go to catch up to Game Pass. And right now like, you know, the it almost feels like you know, Netflix versus uh Hulu or Blockbuster streaming or something like that, you know, like the Yeah. The, the Microsoft's been doing it for so long and they have so many like original IP like and some of it like Sony just needs to straight up copy. Like they need to put oh, yeah. every single uh, PlayStation, Sony, PlayStation Studios game, original like IP uh, exclusive on their service, yeah. and and that's that would get people like to come over in droves. Um, they don't have that plan right now. I don't know if it's because of licensing deals or like what it would be f- because of, but. I think my, I mean, Microsoft I think it's just is, money. I think like they know that they can sell <clears throat> a ridiculous well, number of copies, can. you know, they think they can. I mean, the, the, the funny thing is like, I think I can't remember exactly which, uh, which game I was looking at. Like they announced it's going to be on the service and they're like, we we're hoping that this revitalizes, you know, the, the player base. Cause that's what they see happens on, on uh, game pass. I mean, it, it, Microsoft talks about it all the time, how whenever mm-hmm. a game goes on game pass for free, it ends up like actually generating a ton of revenue and pulling in a bunch of new players. 
and and purchasers of the game into in, into that game like that would normally be there because I got to try it out basically it's like uh, this is one of those situations in which the landscape shifted under under Sony they didn't adjust super quickly this is them trying to catch up we'll see again like back to my point like I'll see what happens after the dust settles and yeah. uh, it just seems like chaos return. at the moment oh total chaos like where where you know people are saying like oh this is a good idea let's say that and then they say that and they're like can we deliver that I don't know let's find out you know yeah <laughs> and it's like yeah. this is that's not like just as a consumer what I what I would like is just definitive kind of like here's what you're paying for each month like this is what you get and like right. having you know there be like a question of like oh man we're gonna have you mean I'm paying more for fewer games. And I'm paying, you know, for two hour game demos that like are like, who's making these? Like, I don't, what is that even experience going to be like? I don't know. And I don't know. It's just, it just seems like it's just chaos and I would like it not to be. Yeah. Well, we'll uh, keep our eye on that and, uh, um, you know, update you with any, uh, any additional news in that area. All right, John. Well, um, that, I think that's the rest. That's the end of our show. It is. It is. That's you know, about everything. Yeah, uh, you can uh, find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com on social at ChrisWright250 and JohnWright777 and at StayOnTargetPod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.